You are listening to the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast, the podcast that answers all your baby sleep questions, but it's also just your friend in your ear here to let you know it's normal to struggle, it's normal to have anxiety, and it's normal to want to sleep more. One of the things people most search for in regards to baby sleep is the four-month sleep regression. I know this because I get a ton of questions about this, but also because someone that's helping us with SEO told us to specifically write blogs about the four-month sleep regression and mention four-month sleep regression because everybody is wondering about the four-month sleep regression. So I thought, why not create a go-to podcast episode where someone who is wondering about the four-month sleep progression can just listen to it, learn all they need to learn about it, bing, bam, boom, all done, no more searching, we break Google. Just kidding. But anyways, so what is the four-month sleep progression? The four-month sleep progression is basically a period of time in your life where you will not sleep. You will eat, breathe, and wonder how to get more sleep, but you will not sleep. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone's kind of scared of the four-month sleep regression, and, you know, with good reason, because when it's bad, it's really bad. What it looks like, people ask me all the time, how do you know you've hit it? And I'm always like, eh, you'll know you hit it, uh, because it's pretty, pretty, pretty uncomfortable. Uh, babies waking up a ton, especially after they used to sleep well. They wake up every hour, they won't nap, and this can go on for weeks, and you're just kind of like, who is this baby? I have so many people that reach out to me at four months because they're like, my baby was a miracle baby. They slept through the night from two weeks on or whatever they say, and then all of a sudden this week, they have decided to be up literally all night, and I don't know what to do. And so the first thing I like to do for those uh, parents, people who are worried about the sleep regression or people in the four-month sleep regression, is to explain exactly what it is, why it happens, and then we can go on to saying, okay, this is what you can do if it hits, before it hits, or as it has hit you. So first we need to understand a little bit about sleep science. Basically, your tiny little newborn they have different sleep cycles. They don't sleep like the rest of humankind for those first three months of their life. They just kind of have two sleep cycles. One is active sleep and another is quiet or deep sleep. So REM sleep and then non-REM sleep. Just kind of to be like a very basic on this REM sleep is when your eyes are moving, a lot of things are happening in your brain and then non-REM sleep is when your body is moving, not just your brain. But anyway, so that's newborns. Basically, they just go from active to quiet, active to quiet, and there's not a lot of transitioning. They only really wake up when they're hungry or when they're uncomfortable. So if your newborn is waking up, they probably need something. Of course, you can wait two, three minutes if they're not actually screaming or crying for you. But basically, every time that a newborn wakes up, there is a reason why. Now, something really cool happens around four months, but also cool is subjective, that four-month-olds are sometimes a little earlier than four months, their brain changes, and their sleep turns into more dynamic sleep, where they're entering light sleep stages, deeper sleep stages, they're going in and out of REM sleep, they're briefly waking up after every sleep cycle, even if there's nothing wrong. And so that's kind of what it is. This brief wake-up can go unnoticed, because it's a basically a survival instinct, all humans have it. We just sort of check out our surroundings, make sure we're okay, we're not in danger, and then we go right back to sleep. But four-month-olds, some of them cannot go back to sleep, especially if they were initially helped to sleep. 
What I mean by that is, let's say you nurse a baby and there's a cute little four month old who you've been nursing to sleep their whole life. They go to sleep and you know, you expect them to wake up at 2am because that's what they've been doing. But they wake up an hour and a half later. And what is happening is that they finish their first sleep cycle and they're looking around and saying, wait a minute, I fall asleep nursing and (laughs) that milk is not coming into my mouth anymore. I don't know what to do. How do I go back to sleep? And so they cry. Are they hungry? No, definitely not hunger. Do they need comfort? For sure. They can need comfort because they're, you know, worried and there's something weird going on. But what they really need is to go back to sleep because their body, they're finally creating melatonin at this time. They need to sleep. And so two things you can do at that point is obviously help them to go back to sleep or let them cry a little bit and see if they can figure it out and go back to sleep. Typically, baby sleep stages, uh, very, very, I I don't like to go too deep into things unless I tell you all that's going to be a very science heavy, information heavy podcast. But basically, there's three stages of sleep and then they go into REM sleep and then they start again. So the first stage is drowsiness. It's beginning of sleep. A lot of people call this drowsy but awake, but you can't be drowsy and actually drowsy because that's actually sleeping. So that's a huge issue. If a four month old is falling asleep, closing their eyes they look a little drunk uh, when you're nursing them and you put them down and you think oh well they were still awake no that actually had already entered their first stage of sleep and so a lot of babies need help just entering that first stage of sleep and if they can't do that by themselves a lot of babies will not do that when they need it cycle through these stages again but I think I'm getting ahead of myself so stage one drowsy and beginning of sleep stage two is deep sleep stage three is deeper sleep and then REM that's the dream stage a really cool thing about stage one and stage two is that you can tell when they're kind of transitioning because their their limbs twitch. I, I like watching that because that's when I know, okay, we're almost at the point where if I'm nursing a baby, I can transfer them to a crib and they probably won't wake up. But anyway, so now at four months, they're in this four stage cycle. And every time they go one, two, three REM, they wake up, boom, check for my surroundings. Okay, I can go back to sleep. Now, why do some kids hit the sleep regression and some kids don't? It's because some kids are more sensitive, some kids are more aware, some kids care more, some kids le- need less sleep, they have less push to sleep. A million different things will matter whether or not your kid will hit it. The best thing you can do is just know about it and so you don't freak out and then know what you can do to help them when they're in it. But actually better than that is to help them before they're in it. Some babies just have two or three horrible nights and then they go back to what they were doing. You can still nurse them to sleep and they go back. Um, And for those babies, you don't have to worry about it. These babies are less sensitive. They have uh, less mature proprioceptive. Oh my gosh, that word always trips me up. I have to Google it. (laughs) I always have to Google this word. It it is ah. proprioception, proprioceptary system. If it's less mature, then they're not as aware of their surroundings and they don't care as much and it's easier for them to fall asleep. That's why a lot of babies actually don't hit the four months sleep regression, but they do hit the six month regression because that's when their proprioception matures more. And then, ta-da, now they're waking up a ton. This happens a lot. Okay, but... So if you have a kid who has a couple rough nights and then goes back to sleep and they can still nurse and stay sleeping, great. No worries. You keep doing you. But if you've been stuck in this sleep regression for a week or two or three and it can go on for a really, really long time, one thing you might want to start doing is teaching them independent sleep because that way they're entering that first stage by themselves. Then they go stage one, two, three REM sleep, wake up, and they know how to enter stage one 
once again. Now you might be thinking, well, my kid's not waking up every two hours, waking up every four hours, or you know what? It might still be because of that. Now, if your kid's waking up and being wide awake, or if your kid is waking up and they're still independent sleepers, and that's another issue, we need to fix schedule or habits or whatever else. But we're talking specifically about babies who wake up after the four month sleep progression and they're helped to sleep and they cannot connect. Now, I do want to say there are a lot of people that are like, I don't get why people push sleep training so much. Sleep training is not necessary. And I think it's because of the four month sleep progression. It's because a lot of moms kick their themselves for not teaching their kids independent sleep and then going through this really rough sleep regression. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to let anyone else go through this. I'm going to tell everyone to when they're newborns, put them down awake so that when they hit this regression is not as miserable as this. And it's actually a kind thought, but it's not, I'm just, I'm just not someone who lives in the black and white, right? I'm always in the gray zone. Sometimes that's true. That's going to help you. For example, with my baby girl, we taught her independent sleep as a newborn. And then when she hit, it was basically one night of bad sleep of four months. And then she kept sleeping fine because she knew how to fall asleep by herself. So the regression didn't hit her so hard, but then she developed reflux and then she developed a gut issue and then she was not sleeping. And now at two years old, I'm rocking her to sleep and she sleeps all night, most nights. Uh, this this weekend we had a fun fun throw up party, so we didn't get much sleep. But you know she knows how to fall asleep, and I know she will once she feels a lot better. Where was I going with that? Hmm. You know, I I I meet with a lot of moms, <laughs> a lot of tired moms, and we'll we'll be talking to each other in the consultation, and she'll be looking at me, and I'll be looking at her, and we won't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> And it's fine. You know, a lot of times people will cancel on me or not show up to meetings and they're like, I'm so sorry. My kid was throwing up or my kid was throwing a tantrum or whatever. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. One thing I can't do is extend that favor for my consultants because I have to pay my consultants and they book babysitters and stuff. But I am. Wow. This is this is quite the tangent from the four months sleep regression. So going back, what can you do if you're in it? One thing you want to do is make sure their schedule is right. You know, at four months, you want to make sure they're awake for at least an hour and a half in the morning and then about two hours throughout the day. Now you're doing that and your baby's still waking up a ton. It could just be the regression. The regression can hit hard. Another thing, if you realize they're very attached to falling asleep with you, you can work on independent sleep. How do you do that? There's a million ways to do that. Of course, I have a course, a really best-selling course on how to teach a baby to sleep independently with a method that works for parents. I have that. You can also just kind of figure it out on your own. You can Google a bunch of sleep training techniques. One one thing that doctors say, I mean, that just depends. Pediatricians have very different styles. Some doctors say just do cry it out at this point. They're fine. And other doctors say wait till they're six, seven months. So you really just have to find out what makes sense to you and who you trust. Um, I wouldn't do cry it out at this age, but I would, you know, it's fine to work on independent sleep. My sister has actually been working on independent sleep with her two month old babies. She's got twins and it's going really well. She's doing really well. She's sticking to it. She's doing absolutely no cry it out. It's doable, right? It's not all or nothing. Some days they fall asleep by themselves. Sometimes they don't. And that's okay. She is prepping for the four month sleep regression if and when, (laughs) if it hits. Hopefully it does not. I can't imagine twins with a four-month sleep progression. I have worked with a few, uh, a couple of twins in a four-month sleep progression, and we just had to sleep train at that point because mom was losing it, and that's not safe. Um, yep. So back to my point. If you're in it, 
make sure the schedule is right. Make sure they're fed and they're not waking up. They're not actually, you know, not eating during the day. And so they have to eat during the night and then work on independent sleep in whatever way you want to, and then kind of wait it out. Because sometimes I have babies who are independent sleepers and have always been independent sleepers, and they still have a week or two of rough sleeping, because this is a time of a lot of learning, a lot of development. Four-month-olds are way more aware of the world than they were last month or two months, obviously, ago. And so it is just kind of a rough time. Actually, I was just working with a mom. Um, She was in Dubai. And she came to me with a three and almost four month old and we were working and in the middle of us working together, it was very obvious that baby had hit the regression because we were doing well, we were doing better. And then baby started waking up every hour, fighting all naps. And I was like, you know what, let's take a break. Let's wait for this regression to run out and then let's start up again. So we did that uh, and we ended up in a much better place after we waited for the regression to end. And that so people ask me that um, how do you know when a regression is over and you don't always for sure know but the better you're tracking their their schedule and you're seeing okay they're they're doing their wake window we're doing the right things and they're still up a ton then you can wait a few days and not drive yourself yourself insane now I do want to talk about the the fact that there could be reflux that develops around this time too could be ear infections, so much sickness going on. So that could be it too. So always rule out those things. I was talking to a friend this weekend actually about how she had no idea her kid had an ear infection, but she waited to go to the doctor forever because every time she goes to the doctor, it's like, they're fine. Here's a bill for $200. Um, And then she waited. And then when she did go, they're like, oh my gosh, she has a really bad ear infection. But all they did was looked with an otoscope. (laughs) So I was like, whenever you have a baby who wakes up a ton and they're screaming a ton, just have an otoscope. Look in there and see if it's an ear infection. Always, always rule that out because that's the number one symptom for ear infection sometimes. Or the only symptom you'll have is that they wake up a lot screaming. Um, So I do recommend having an otoscope looking in there or having a doctor that you actually trust and you actually will bring them in. Not afraid of being charged a bunch of money just to be told that it's nothing because I mean that's a fear I have it just sucks and healthcare is I'm not gonna talk about healthcare this is about the four monthly progression okay let me let me switch gears here okay we're getting close to 15 minutes I just want to summarize basically what the four monthly progression is is baby sleep changes at four months they go from only waking up because something is wrong to waking up after they are changing sleep cycles so they have four stages now just like adults and every time those four stages end they need to go back to sleep. And if they don't know how to fall asleep by themselves, that's why we're having tons of wake-ups. What can you do about it? Before the sleep regression, you can work on independent sleep as a newborn, teach them drowsy but awake and work towards actually awake into sleeping. During the sleep regression, you might want to help them learn independent sleep so they can transfer through these new stages of their brain by themselves, or you might want to wait it out if sleep training is not something you're interested in at all. For those people, I do have to say this regression is kind of life-changing, so you might be in this new cycle until they're toddlers or a really long time. Once you're in it, I also do want to say don't necessarily nurse them every time they wake up because, I mean, we're so conditioned to being like, oh, if a newborn wakes up, it's because of hunger. Once they hit four months old, those wake-ups are not necessarily hunger, especially if they had already gone through this time, sleeping through that time, that amount of time. So try to have your first response not be nursing because then you can kind of create a new habit of that expectation of nutrition at night and that's a really hard habit to break later down the line 
Now, if you hit this regression and you don't mind it, you like nursing your baby, you like nursing them two, three, four, five times a night and you're okay, then disregard everything in this episode. But if you're looking for help to get out of the sleep regression, I do again recommend working with us, taking my course. It's helped thousands of people or, you know, look up how to sleep train a baby and then find something that works with your family that is super flexible and will allow you to sleep better and not feel bad about it. If you would like some tips to get into your inbox about your baby's age every month, then make sure you sign up for that. We have that for free. Just go babysleepanswers.com slash podcast. If you're more interested in learning about our courses or consultation options, also babysleepanswers.com slash contact. And I wish you the very best sleep. And I hope none of you guys have kids throwing up at home like we did this weekend because it is rather exhausting. All right. All the best sleep to you.